Good evening, everybody. Dave Stevens here for Geary, Stein, and Stevens. And uh, ho, 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 happy holidays as we start. And uh, you can see I've spent lots of money at the dollar store creating the background uh, for my set here. Uh, Dave Stevens joining you for another amazing episode of Geary, Stein, and Stevens. And uh, of course, Troy joining me from Duluth, Minnesota. Cold up there? Snow? What you guys got going up there, bud? Yeah, it started to snow, so I'm a little depressed. Well, let me fix your depression because uh, as many people out there have heard, uh, we have an amazing guest tonight and I've, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited. We've been doing this a, a while here, but I, I am so excited for uh, tonight's guest. And, uh, you know, the, the, this, this person doesn't need much of an introduction. If you uh, know, you know, the history of the 80s, um, this actress uh, starred on the sitcom Too Close for Comfort with uh, Ted Knight back in the day. And, of course, she became a big uh, sex symbol and star and appeared in over 200 films and movies and television. You know, The Love Boat, all kinds of, you know, 80s type sitcoms. I think six six years on, on uh, six, six, six episodes of The Love Boat. But, uh, yeah, that's right. De Deborah is... is, uh, is We've looked at through the credits and everything, but uh, there's Lydia Cornell, that that beautiful face, and it's so awesome to have you as a as a guest with us tonight, uh, joining us. And you can hear that theme song in the background, and uh, it's it's just great to have you here with us tonight for a little bit to talk about uh, your career, your life, and of course things that uh, that you've done. So thank you for taking time from your super busy schedule. I know you're working on a lot of stuff, and uh, you know just. Being a part of our world, it's so great for our listeners and our viewers. So uh, Lydia Cornell is joining us from, uh, are you in Los Angeles or where are you proper yeah. tonight? I'm in LA, in Northern LA, I'm in the hills near Santa Clarita and Simi Valley. There's so many parts to LA. Well, I love it, you guys. I love you, Dave. Thank you oh, so much for having me on. And Geary, Geary. Troy is, yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> That's my last name. <laughs> oh, that's your last name. Yes. Okay, obviously, Troy. It's it's great to have uh, some superstar fans, and I know once we started putting out uh, some of the commercials and promos that you were going to be a part of this, it, it merged our sportsish kind of world with all of your fans and everything. And everybody's like, "Who's this dude without legs? That's a host!" And you know, you're posting all these amazing things about the show. So uh, again, thank you for for being a part of uh, what we have tonight. And it's going to be an exciting night. And uh, we're just going to kind of go down memory lane talk a little bit about your career, what you did, what you did from a certain point, the things, the highs and, and uh, ups and downs and lows, and then the current cool stuff that you're working on. And, and like I said, when, when you do your research and you, and you look at, at, at some of the accolades and things like that, but, you know, coming out of the gate, I mean, people don't realize the history of your family. Uh, I think you're the great granddaughter of Harriet Beecher Stone. I mean, all yeah. these things that it, it, it's pretty impressive. I mean, do you still pinch yourself to in this day and age of where you've been, where you've come from and, and where you're going? Only now, in retrospect, looking back, do you start to realize, wow, wait a minute. But it was it's quite a journey as a young woman in the 70s trying to get, you know, knock on doors and get a job in Hollywood. So we can cover a little of that. But, you know, my lucky break was meeting Natalie Wood. I walked into a restaurant in Hollywood my first day in town. I met Natalie Wood, Fred Astaire, Aaron Spelling, and Robert Wagner at the front booth of the table. And... Natalie summoned me over to meet Aaron Spelling and I got a job in the love boat the next day. So and, 
and the rest is uh, is history. And, and like I said, from you know those early days where you were going to school, and and we'll we'll touch on some of the rock stars and superstars that you were working with, you know, up at the cabin, I guess. And uh, you might have some good stories. But uh, you know, Lydia, I, I, I'm going to address the elephant in the room uh, just just right out of the gate. It, it, you know, for you as a Hollywood actress, a young beautiful woman, um, I mean. We know what we've heard about with the Weinstein's and things like that, but but for your career, given based on looks and all those kind of things, I mean, what was that like for you? You know, to to get into this business. I was so lucky not to have had to do any of the casting couch. Although the first agent I met, I remember. See, I had a break. I had to. to I graduated college. Drove out with a U-Haul in the back of my car, and auditioned after I'd worked at Caribou Ranch in Colorado, which I was trying to break into the music business. So I, you know, I crashed Billy Joel into a snowbank. I picked up Joni Mitchell at the airport and I was around the Beach Boys and all these. I wanted to break into showbiz through the music business because I was a, you know, it's a bachelor of science degree in business at University of Colorado. And I figured, how do you get to Hollywood from here? But when I finally got out to Hollywood, um, I worked for Epic Records briefly. That was the those are the years of crazy people everywhere. The eighties were very over sexualized, but I really avoided being hit on and having to. You know, I never would have done that anyway, and I refused to do any nudity for anything I ever any roles. But one of the first meetings I had with an agent at a big agency, he called me in. And he stood up and his pants, he dropped his pants completely naked. And I twirled away giggling as if not to embarrass him and just said, I don't feel well, I'm gonna, I, I need to use, use the restroom. And I ran away because that was the time where you didn't want to offend men. I'm not kidding. It was like, we'd heard these stories and it was pretty prevalent back then that it was just par for the course, you know, in the late seventies well, and the eighties. Well, was it tough for you, though, I mean, given the gifts that you have on the outside and the gifts that you have at the inside, that suddenly this was the, the, the era of Suzanne Summers and Farrah Fawcett, and they kind of just lumped you into that, again, not looking at you for your abilities, but let's get her in a bikini, let's get her in this, let's, let's, let's exploit her, which now we look back and go, oh my God, how did we all, like, what, how, did that, how did we get to that point? And I know it's part of the 50s and 60s mentalities of the men, but, you know, it's yeah. it's gotta be it, it's gotta have been tough for you trying to be a serious actress, and they're going, hey, in this scene you're gonna wear a bikini, and in this thing we're gonna have you on the love boat, you know, talking about these girls posing, and you're gonna be in a bikini, and you know, all these kind of things. That yeah. it's like, how did you balance that as as a as an actress? I don't know. I mean, I I was immediately cast. The first love boat I had that Aaron Spelling sent me in to meet Kathy Henderson, the head of casting. He was he had Starsky and Hutch. Charlie's Angels, a love boat on the air at the time. Oh yeah, Charlie's Angels. So I go in, I read for a love boat, and the next day I'm on the set in a bikini, and I have one line, and I'm playing shuffleboard, and I have to have a martini, shuffleboard stick, and say my line. I was so nervous, and they put too much makeup on, and I'm literally. This isn't the episode. It was really right. a long ago episode, and Audrey Meadows is in that episode, which is serendipitous, by the way. <laughs> and so. I, I, I suddenly went, I looked right in the camera and said my line. The director goes, hey, hey, darling. Hey, bimbo. <laughs> I don't think he said bimbo. You don't look in the camera. It, I was so green and new for, in the industry. But 
you're just naked. It's just like you have to be perfect. You have to be slim. And luckily I had a very thin body at the time. I mean, you know, you can't stay that way forever. But I thought that was the industry. I didn't think twice about it. And But I had big dreams because in college, in high school, I, I was in every play you could name. And I was in um, a, I was in Othello, actually as a torchbearer. My best friend in high school was a, na- a guy named Monroe. And they named Monroe after him, unbeknownst to him, because he passed away before he knew. 